Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I heartily endorse this event or product. Fake hands, what time is it? This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Jeff Lutz. Soak it in, boys and girls. I know, so weird, but you know the heart wants what the heart wants. In Jason Duda. Soak it in. Stop it! You people are supposed to be funny and, and wacky. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready. Good afternoon and welcome. It is Bob and Jeff on KFH. On a Wednesday, we took yesterday off uh, because we did. That's why we just did. I decided to, and we did. Right, Max? <laughs> the luxury of being a superstar. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or just uh, having a lot of impediments in the way uh, of doing a show. Mike Furches is here for the entire two hours as Bob takes his final day off of the week. He is scheduled to return Tomorrow, we'll see if that happens. I believe that it will. But Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. To to uh, kind of imitate, dude, a little bit. I've been out in a boat. So I've been what have you been out in a boat doing? <laughs> Tell us about your your long, long vacation to Ohio, Tennessee. I assume yeah. maybe you went through Kentucky somewhere on Kentucky, that journey. Indiana, Illinois, all of uh, Virginia, all of Virginia, North Carolina. Yeah, you kind of go through Virginia, Kentucky to get to Tennessee. To some extent, it was. I'll talk more about it later with the top ten list. But it was, uh, it was really good. Uh, it was good to be away, uh, spend some time with my wife. We had three really good weeks. When I say three really good weeks, we probably had an hour and a half of bad times. But that means everything else was all good. What was so the hour and a half? You know, I'm going <laughs> to seize upon that. If there's any ounce of uh, negativity to be uh, well, squeezed, I'm going to try to get it get it out. Sheila, I think, is still trying to learn. So I, we're different. She's grown up in Kansas in the military. I grew up with a military family, but there's just certain things. You don't walk up in a group of people and start whispering. And Oof. so I remind her, you know, you don't whisper around people, so, you know, just say it out loud. And that was a mistake on Who my part. Who did she whisper to? She you? was whispering to me. A- around yeah. other people. So yeah. So this wasn't available for and the she group. And she was appropriate in doing what she was doing. But, you know, I've learned, Jeff, you're never truly married. You're continually working on marriage. Yeah, I can so, say that. Yeah. So, uh but, you know, I, I, 
I corrected her, and the mistake I made, and it was a huge mistake. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to correct. Well, I, know, I mean, that's you're not correct. supposed that, to. That's correct. We do. That's the mistake. That's the <laughs> mistake I made. But uh, you know, other than that stupid comment on mine uh, my, that I made, it was a, uh, it was a really good trip. I love traveling together. Yeah, and uh, it gives you time to sit and talk, and uh, and we just we had a really good time and seeing family and all kinds of other things. So. But there'll be more about that on my top ten list, as my list today has to do with the vacation and the time away. I'm surprised out of, uh, what you say, two weeks, basically? Three weeks. Three, weeks. three weeks, yeah. Uh, only an hour and a half bad, yeah. man. Traveling with someone for that long, man, no. you, get, you get tired of each other. Well, we I don't didn't. care who it is. Yeah, I don't, uh, we did, I don't think we did. I, it's one of the better trips that we've ever had. And then we, then we came home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then, you know, it's... Then you go back to being married again and working on it. So. And real life, and you're yeah. supposed to feel refreshed, but you kind of don't because yeah. vacation is now about doing things. I try to never make vacation about doing things. I do things here. When yeah. I'm on vacation, that should be a vacation from doing things. I don't want to do things. I want to do nothing. Or just to, you know, to have fun. Uh, I like doing things that's fun. And yes. I mean, some of those things. I got to visit uh, my old church where I was at and started at years ago, and uh, some of those things were happy, some were sad, and but it was it was a good trip. And sometimes I don't like just laying around. I hate, especially whenever I travel. There's so much of the world I've not seen, and I oh, encourage I love, people. I love that. <laughs> you like just laying around and doing. Oh nothing. my goodness, yes. What's the, you can do that at home. Yeah, but at home you got to wake <laughs> up the next day. You've got responsibilities. Maybe you have to make dinner. Maybe you have to do this. Take someone to this place, and yeah. But uh, when you're on vacation and there's none of that, I mean, yeah, you might make dinner, but it's still, you're on vacation. Make dinner on vacation. You go out and eat. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes we uh, bring food along. Yeah. Uh, my, my travel habits have changed drastically since I've been married. It's been, uh, it's been quite, that's been a while, obviously, uh, almost uh, 11 years. But, uh, yeah, things that I never thought I would experience. Yeah. On on road trips, like we take food, like what in the world is that? <laughs> Who takes food uh, instead of just stopping somewhere? But that's that's now what we do. I think even if you take food, you still stop somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's like, of course. It's like why why take it? Uh, the other good thing I had is it was good to be around a lot of orange. <laughs> Tennessee, uh, with Tennesseans, all of us all of us who are Tennessee fans, we are excited for this year, and. Uh, for for obvious reasons, you know, coming off eleven two season and the the really only bad loss uh, was to well Georgia wasn't so good, but the South Carolina loss, and I think that Tennessee will avenge both of those losses this year. They're going to beat Georgia. I think they're going to beat Georgia. Come on, man, who's no. their quarterback? Milton. You lost your quarterback. They got Milton, who was also the starting quarterback for years for you know a couple of good teams, one of them being Michigan. And was the starter at the beginning of the season before he lost his job. Yeah, before what a, now? He has a cannon of an arm. I mean, Milton can. I was watching a video of him the other day throwing a seventy-five-yard touchdown in practice. And while it was practice, it was still a seventy-five-yard touchdown. There's not many people that can do that. So, uh, I think Tennessee's only lost this year, and I hate to say it, I think it's going to come at Alabama. Uh, I don't. You think got him beating Georgia. Yeah, I haven't beaten Georgia this year. Uh, so, how do you how how do you figure? I think they're a better team all around. And Tennessee, Tennessee and Georgia have this unique rivalry that they seem to do well uh, on down seasons or seasons they're not expected to do so well. 
Georgia came in and gave them a butt kicking last year, and I think that Tennessee's going to return that favor this year. They tend to have that kind of a history, not so much in the last few years, but certainly in the last 10 years. But when they play Alabama, you have them being 6-0, and uh, including a victory over Texas A&M uh, the previous week. I don't think the Texas A&M game will be even close. Okay. I don't know much about Texas A&M no. uh, at the moment. I know they've had good recruiting classes. I can't say I'm an expert uh, on Texas A&M football. So if you say that uh, Tennessee is far and away better, I guess I have to take your word for it. Then after Alabama, they have Kentucky, UConn, Missouri, then Georgia on November 18th, and then Vanderbilt. So I would assume that with one loss at Alabama, that's a team that's probably going to be in the college football playoff, you would think especially so. if they beat Georgia late in the season. But you know, it's like a lot of people say, they played a game for a reason. And uh, that's what I think. I, I think I'm pretty doggone good at college projections. I did the college projection contest thing last year, and I was in it, and I won it by like 20-something games, winning 20-some-odd games more than anybody well, yeah, else in the contest. You were, yeah, I got to be in that this year. You, you were you doing this. Be. You were like Bob on that. You were cooking the books. I saw you doing, I was, the, was I saw no you doing the standings every no week. And, doing, no oh, way. Mike, 85 points. James, 32 points. There was Second no place. way I was cooking the books. No, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Bob and I maintain some level of integrity. Well, you might, <laughs> or Bob might, but I don't know about both of us. I think we do. Uh, you know, I'm taking a, a, a road trip pretty soon. Yeah. 29 days from right now. Yeah. Four weeks tomorrow, New York City. Yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Have you been? Have you been to New York City? I've not been to that part of the country. I've been to Philadelphia and over kind of south along the yeah. coast, uh, but not north. I love New York City. It's, uh, I used to spend about three weeks. With the job I had, we had we were an international organization whose headquarters was based in New York City, 47th and 9th Street, right near there, right off of Times Square by about two blocks. And I'd have to go up about three weeks a year uh, for training and for all kinds of different things. And I love the theater. I, I hope you're in, Madison Square Garden has this mystique, and I hope you're not let down. Well, it's, it's Madison Square Garden. It, I don't it think is, there's... But it's it's no bigger than BOK Center in Tulsa. Yeah. It's not that much bigger than Wichita's. Uh, I don't. I, there's no way I'm going to be let down uh, by this experience. Well, but, but for, with the concert, I don't think you're going to. But I don't. I don't think the garden holds the mystique. Uh, other than it's the garden, uh, I can think of Fenway. I it's, can, not, it's not the same garden. No, it's though. not even the same garden anymore. Yeah. I can think of Fenway. I can think of other places, Wrigley Field that have that mystique that they've had for years and years. But I I was uh, really let down by a couple of events I attended at the Garden. Really? And, yeah. Not not in the event, but that I was thinking of some big old historic place. And like Max just said, it's not really even the same Garden anymore. Well, sometimes, you know, like historic places will be a little older. Like Wrigley Field, yeah. it, gets, it gets run down. It's not the amenities aren't there. But, I mean, I'm going to... Madison Square Garden yeah. in New York City to see the Eagles to see the first show of the Eagles farewell tour. Yeah. I wish I could I wish I could work that out, you know? Like there are so many feelings that I'm experiencing even 4 plus weeks out that I can't really quite explain or even articulate in in some ways. It's this like there's just a whirlwind of emotion and I wish I could I guess that's why I go to therapy for things like that, <laughs> to be able to just like talk about stuff. But man, it's it's going to be so weird. 
You know, and I'm going to say something. That I hope no one will take it wrong. I would. I've never seen the Eagles in concert. Well, I take that wrong. I would. Lo- I would. I can think of a few things in life that I would love more than going with you and Bob to see the Eagles someplace. That would be amazing. It would. It would be absolutely amazing because I've always enjoyed the Eagles. I've always. Lo- I'm not nowhere even close, but I have this thing about wanting to see nostalgic historical bands, nostalgic historical bands. And you don't get more nostalgic, you don't get more historical into their contribution into the world of music than the Eagles. I don't think you do in, in 2023. Yeah. The Stones are still out there doing things, other bands that have been around a long time. That's what I always wonder about, right? Like, uh, will Coldplay still, being, still be touring in like 30 years yeah. Yeah. At, at 50 or whatever, however old they'll be then? At uh, fi- at uh, fifty years of being a band, well, Coldplay, Green Day's been doing it for like thirty, so they don't have as long to go. But will they still be out there rocking in their seventies? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this is this the only era well that where this will happen? The quote unquote classic rock era of this of the seventies, or will we see, like I said, some bands that have Matchbox Twenty or something like that it, out out playing shows while they're seventy five years old? Yeah. And I, while I enjoy those bands, I do not think they come close to the nostalgia, into the historical relevance of the Eagles. But I would put the Beatles right up there with the with the, or the Eagles right up there with the Beatles. I think really, I would think I think they've made as many contributions in many regards. Max, Max is ready. Max is ready to Max kill doesn't me. Like Are you seriously high? <laughs> no, not high at all. Oh my God! I, I did have a cup of coffee from okay. Dutch Brothers, but it, I don't think they count. Okay. They haven't sold a record in thirty years. Come on. No. Now. I still think that the overall measure of work, I, th- I think the Eagles. Tell me what thing they did that, that changed music. Tell me one thing. I think one thing. I think they're. I think they're relevant. Well, no, 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 no. What did they do to change? Name me one thing they did that they hadn't out, been done before. They've put out some really good songs. I, what I think have they done that th- hadn't been done before? <laughs> Max, we're not going to talk up. smack on the Eagles. They're great. I, I think they're. I think they're blending of vocals. I think is second good to dude. none. I have three words for you, the Beach Boys. I still think the Eagles are... <laughs> what have they done that hadn't been done before? I, I, I just named one. I think that they are, I think they are amazingly <laughs> incredible at what they did vocally. What have they and done? I think so, I think some, I, the, let, the Beach let, Boys... Here's an example. The, the Beach Boys didn't oh, even record their own music. Here, the the, the uh, Wrecking Brian, Crew did that. But Brian Wilson... That he wrote it, it yeah. he, and he played some of it, but the Wrecking Crew was responsible That's for true. much of their music. So here's an example. Feedback at the beginning of I Feel Fine. Not including the double lead guitar solo that was three summers ahead of its time. Now now go from there. Well, I've, I've, voiced, I've voiced my opinion. Here's I where got Max all upset at me. I'm, I'm just giving facts. <laughs> Here's where, Max, you might be right, but also I think the Eagles knew that. They weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. No. They weren't trying to... Uh, revolutionized music. They were trying to make hit records, make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I saw them, middle act of Boz Gags, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, August 76. Oh, my God, I'm old. <laughs> right around. Well, I still, have, I still have I still have the chance to see the Eagles. I'll never see the Beatles. Even Glenn Fry said, Tom. even Glenn <laughs> Fry said, the Beach Boys were pioneers. We were settlers. They knew that they were they in a lineage. Yeah. They knew they weren't uh, the beginning. And isn't that of important? Anything. I mean, isn't it important to know your role? Yeah. And sometimes knowing your role can contribute. That's to why who the you're Eagles becoming. are what they are yeah. because they understood uh, what they were. They they knew their limitations. Yeah. 
They yeah, they just did everything right, and that's there. That's why people love them, and that's why people do not like them. I don't Be- think they had limitations. I don't see their limitations. They were, they well, it's no, not like uh, Don Henley's the greatest drummer in the world. He keeps the beat. You don't have to be have forty five drums up there. <laughs> it's not like a lot of their songs are really complex musically. Yeah. Some of them are, and but S- some of know, them are. Peaceful, easy feeling is not like this revolution, but it's a great song. Yeah. And peaceful, easy feeling with the timing, and with the vocal parts, I think is a little bit more difficult than some people give credit for. Because I've tried playing it with the band, and there's no way it could even come close to matching the vocals on that. Well, anytime you need me to sing it, <laughs> I'd be happy to. Glenn Fry is not quite my yeah. range, but we well, uh, can always adjust the key. Yeah, we can Come do it. I love when you sing. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'll sing. Like I said, I'll sing anytime, gonna, any place. I'm not going to stop you like Bob does. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so here's the show today. Jason Duda will be in in hour number two for Top Ten Wednesday. We wasn't. We weren't sure about his availability. We talked uh, about your availability. You got. You got. And uh, you get to be here for both hours yeah. today. I don't know if you consider it get. You might think I have to be here for two hours. No, I don't. I don't know I how you feel it. about that. I've done that. it several times with Bob, and I'm looking forward to the first time with you. But he will be doing uh, top ten with us. Uh, we got our pop culture segment coming up at uh, around two forty-five. Next segment, we'll be talking with uh, my Channel Twelve cohort, Brandon Zinner, yeah. uh, sports anchor slash reporter. He's been uh, doing a segment called Out There Sports where he's gone and played cricket and uh, rugby and all these other quote-unquote off-the-beaten-path kind of sports. I guess that's not really a quote-unquote. But, yeah, he's been doing that for Sports Sunday. He's been to Chiefs camp. Uh, He's got uh, Big 12 football coming up that he'll be all over. Did he put on the pads at the Chiefs camp? Not that I know of. (laughs) They probably would have. Could have killed. Yeah, they probably would have steamrolled Brandon Zinner. Uh, Like I said, Top 10 Wednesday, that'll be starting at 3. What do you have for Top 10 Wednesday Top today? 10 vacation moments. Top 10 vacation yeah. moments. And I think it'll be entertaining. There's quite interesting. So I was going to do Top 10 Best Hotels to Stay At on the Road. Um, but are there best hotels or just the hotels you stay in most frequently? Yeah. Cheapest hotels or best hotels for the for the dollar bang for your buck hotels so i'll I'll do that at some point but uh you're not gonna like my it's very it's a niche very niche top 10 my top 10 songs from the wallflowers bringing down the horse album on which there are 11 songs so (laughs) make it easy for yourself it's a great album do you know that album yeah i like Wallflowers. came out in probably i would say 95 that's but right in my wheelhouse, outside of, like, the Eagles. That's when I was buying CDs, Goo Goo Dolls, Alanis Morissette, Matchbox 20, Blues Traveler, Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, Wallflowers. I, got, I had every pop CD from the mid-'90s probably that ever existed. But a top-ten list from an album that has 11 songs. That's how good the album is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's the best ten. Maybe. I guess I could have, but without... Number 11, you all automatically yeah. know what number 11 is. Yeah. So I could have done top so, 11. So you're, you're kind of you're finding a way to sneakingly include a song off of the album that's not on your list. Because I'm sure we'll find out which song is not yeah, on the Yeah, we'll list. know which song yeah. is number 11 because <laughs> it's the only song that won't be named on the list. There you go. 
And uh, Jason, I don't know what his top ten list will be. He probably doesn't even know what his top ten list will be. At well, isn't this that point. Jason though? He like yeah. makes he makes it up as he goes. Pretty much. Yeah. It'll be probably food related. But it's all it's always hilarious. Well, he does. He's pretty I, uh, creative. I, I, guess. I still think the top ten names in sports is one of the funniest segments I've ever heard. That was all these, your... you know, I've been doing this for like going on seven years now. That's hard yeah. to believe. Yeah, that. it is crazy. Yeah. But the, I, I will never forget the top ten naming sports from Duda. Uh, well, I laughed so hard that. Sh- and if Bob would have been here, I think he would have been cut off. <laughs> was he not here that day? No, he was not, because he went to do something like that at the week a week or two later. And it's like Bob had a fit. I keep coming <laughs> and it wasn't near as bad as the first list that he did. Well, that makes sense. All right, we'll take a break right now and come back. We'll talk with Brandon Zinner, Channel Twelve, Twelve News. Uh, sports anchor and reporter, uh, a lot uh, starting to get going in sports. Coming up uh, in you know the late summer, early fall, football, uh, baseball postseason. We're getting uh, down to the nitty gritty. We'll talk about all of it with Brandon Zinner when we come back. Mike Furches, Jeff Lutz, it's Bob and Jeff on KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Little uh, Smash Mouth here for you. Another of those mid-90s CDs that I had. I don't remember what this one was called, but I definitely had it. But yeah, something like that. Some weird, whatever Max just said. Good good CD. I mean, Smash Mouth is kind of a joke now, but, you know, back in the day they had some moments. Uh, let's go to the IHOP hotline and talk with uh, my Channel 12 colleague, uh, sports anchor and reporter Brandon Zinner. What's going on, Brandon? Long time no talk for us. That album would be, uh, I think it's called Fush You Mang by, by Smash Mouth. Yeah, why do you know uh, that? Were you even born then? 
Uh, I don't know if I was born, but I mean, I remember uh, growing up and uh, being in that being at a, in that era with uh, Smash Mouth and uh, all those '90 bands, big time. And yeah, it's just uh, I mean, that's the name of an album. Like, there's never an album named anything like that nowadays. So why not? I remember there there are barely even albums nowadays. So uh, wanted to talk to you first about uh, out there with uh, with 12 Sports. Uh, how, who came up with that idea? Uh, how it's been going? What uh, what sports you've been able to participate in? Uh, just give us a little rundown on that so far. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for asking. It's been a lot of fun. So the concept kind of started uh, with with me, and then uh, Matt Henderson, our sports director over at Channel Twelve, and uh, Michael Schwanky, news anchor. We've been talking about kind of ways to to still do some storytelling over the summer when obviously. Uh, schools aren't in session. We have the wind surge going on. We stay connected with them. And then uh, obviously just football camps here and there. But there's not a whole lot else going on. And then while school is in session, I mean, our time is dedicated so much to uh, those major sports, the footballs, basketballs, baseball, softballs, and then uh, getting as much as we can with the other sports. Uh, so we wanted to find ways to highlight sports during the summer that we don't get a chance to usually do and maybe sports that never get recognized. So uh, that was basically the concept to introduce people across the community, uh, all across the communities of all uh, South Central and Western Kansas to uh, these sports that maybe they don't know people are even playing. So we have done sports like cornhole, which everybody knows, but I mean, this, this guy that we talked to, Trip Baker, he actually just got his pro card uh, wow. just three days ago. So we have a professional cornhole player right here in Wichita, one of the best in the country. We've talked about uh, cricket. Yes, there's a Wichita Cricket Club with people from <laughs> Bangladesh and India wow. and Afghanistan all over the world. Who, I mean, they came here as refugees, and uh, and now this is an outlet for them uh, and it makes them feel like home. And then we've done ultimate frisbee, um, and so this has been something really cool that we've done uh, for the last three months, and uh, it's just been a great way to connect with people that I wouldn't really have ever gotten a chance otherwise uh, to connect with. And uh, I think it's been really good feedback. One of the goals, as I said, was to highlight sports that people don't know about and it's been cool having people reach out and say that uh that people have reached out to their organizations about how they can get involved um and and how they can come play these sports and join these teams and try it out and so um that was kind of one of the goals of it and it, it's been really cool to see pay uh see it pay off and um as i said get to talk to people that we normally wouldn't get to i, I got <laughs> this is mike first it reminds me of a sport that i kind of created with a couple of friends a few years ago called tag team wrestling I don't think you created oh, that. I did. Because well, <laughs> it was real wrestling. Oh, okay. And we did it. We did it actually at the state tournament up in Topeka. And we had three wrestlers per team. And it was, it was real wrestling, but tag team. Uh, <laughs> I think there could be a market or <laughs> a place for that sport to go national. I mean, I, I think so. It sounds like uh, it sounds like Jeff is uh, itching at the bit. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how much he wants to cover it, but I mean, uh, what if we, we, we why, get not, why not get in the ring yourself, Jeff, <laughs> or the I, mat or whatever? I, I get a couple. Or on the mat? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff here. <laughs> I could get a couple teams together with two college. It's three wrestlers per team. Get two college wrestlers on each team and put you on one team and Jeff on the other and let you all go at it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> me and me and Jeff, we haven't got to see each other as, as much over these last couple of weeks. You know, he's. He's big time. He gets off early. I, I'm I'm working the graveyard shift, and so I mean, what better way to reunite than uh, than, than going at it on the mat? Yeah, 
Absolutely. I think uh, I think we can do that. Uh, so you've been at Chiefs camp. We've got uh, we had Big 12 media days that we staffed as well. Um, let's start with with the Chiefs. And, you know, obviously the expectations are are sky high. What uh, have been outside of I get? Well, you can talk about Chris Jones, but what have been kind of the, the storylines of their camp so far? Well, it's funny that you said sky high because I think that's kind of one of the, the big takeaways is how good Sky Moore uh, has looked. And uh, I think he's going to do a really good job this year of filling that void left by Juju of a guy who can just go move the sticks and uh, he can go get you uh, between 7 and 12 yards kind of just in a, in a really dirty way. And I, I think Sky has really stood out um, this this year and and the guys really behind him as well. I think Rasheed Rice has a good had a good camp from from what I've seen and people that I've talked to. Um, obviously, the one of the big storylines has been the chippiness, and I think that's good in this team. With uh, it doesn't seem like they're complacent. It seems like they have a real edge right now. And uh, coming off a of Super Bowl, I think that's uh, that's very important. And so I personally love to see that. But I, I really have liked uh, how uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the defensive line evolves because as we said no Chris Jones right now and uh, I don't really love their depth there I think George Koloftis is set for a, a step up and uh, Mike Dana had some good moments last year but um, they, they have some things to figure out um, but I really have liked how they've molded uh, these pieces that they have in the secondary and the pieces in the linebacking core I mean those were all really young guys just a year ago and uh, they all have another year in the system under Steve Spagnuolo and uh, I think it's going to be uh, an even more improved defense and it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch and uh, yeah, as you said, expectations should be sky high for these Chiefs. One, one of the things you mentioned was some of the obscure sports in the area. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen a cricket game. I've seen rugby, which is quite impressive to watch. Uh, if those things are going on in the community, how, how do we find out about them so we can go out and see what's happening? Oh, uh, well, yeah, to turn into Channel 12 or go on to kwch.com. <laughs> we have everything archived there. Uh, but, no, it's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it because when we were – uh, we originally talked about this. We got out a whiteboard over by uh, in our sports department, and we just started writing down sports that we don't cover. I mean, we wrote down fencing. And, yes, there's actually fencing in Wichita. There's a whole fencing academy um, that uh, – I mean, hopefully we get a circle around uh, back to it and we get to do that story. I mean, because uh, the very first one I wrote down was cricket. And, and Matt with my in my sports department says, there's not going to be cricket in Wichita. <laughs> and why don't you know it? There is just down, playing down in Plainview Park just on the south side. Um, so, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was just, just doing research. And, uh, I, I mean, a lot of – you Google something, want to pop up, and then so you go onto Facebook, you uh, go into these groups and you search. And so it was uh, it was pretty tedious going through and trying to get contacts. Sometimes it took weeks uh, to get some of these stories set up. Uh, it's going to wrap – obviously football start, practices are going to start up on Monday. So countdown to kickoff and – getting ready for high school football is going to be taking up all of our time beginning Monday. So uh, this, this last week coming up uh, on Sunday night, we're going to talk uh, a sport that's not really obscure, but uh, I mean, it's still not to the level of others pickleball, but it's massive here in Wichita. And I had a chance to talk to a couple of pros, uh, Jay Dubé, uh, Lear. He's number four in the entire nation, number four on the pro tour and uh, number seven in doubles. So I talked to him as him and his doubles partner, Patrick, uh, Smith from France and from Germany, and uh, and they were great. Um, so so yeah, it's going to be fun to to wrap that up, and uh, so be able, hopefully be able to shed light on more sports uh, in the area. And uh, yeah, I guess if anyone has any questions on any of those sports that we've done, we've done a bunch of. Them. You can just go over to kwch.com, uh, search out there, or just reach out to me, and I'll try to point you in the right direction.
Sounds impressive. Uh, you've done a great job with, with those stories. Uh, Brandon Zinner is our guest, uh, Ch- Channel 12, uh, 12 News sports anchor and reporter. So did want to talk uh, real quick about uh, the Big 12 and, and football. First, what do you think of uh, – it's, it's one of those just kind of standard questions, but realignment – uh, and and everything that's going on there. What what are your opinions just generally about uh, college sports at the moment? Uh, that's uh, I mean, if, if for me to fully answer, it would take well beyond this program and probably <laughs> for the remainder of the week. Just because I mean, it's there's obviously pros to everything. There there's I think the cons as well of it when you get away from kind of these major sports. It's going to be really unfortunate for. Some, for some of these other sports, the, the soccer programs, the softball programs, too. When you look at, like, a and now in the Big 12, you have Washington. And there's going to be times where they're going to have to go to uh, Rutgers or they're going to have to go to Maryland. They're going all across the country. And I, under, I understand the money that's in it with NIL and uh, they're staying in nice hotels and everything. But, I mean, they're still taking classes. There's families involved that how much are they going to be able to travel now as well. So, I, I love it. I love that the students are benefiting, but I, it really does suck, in my opinion, how much the ones that aren't in the, the, the footballs and the, the basketballs, I, I feel like some of their experience is going to be a little taken away, and I hope there's a way to offset that. But um, when it comes to the competition factor, when we, you talk about basketball and, and football, I mean, I, I'm psyched to see Kansas and Arizona hopefully play in every, every single season when it comes down to basketball and, uh, and ha- have – Colorado back in the Big 12, Big 12 for football and be able to get a little bit of that old player back. So uh, on on one hand, I'm really excited for the competition. On the other hand, I I hope it all works out and that, that the student athletes, that they are at the forefront and that they're uh, being focused on because uh, I don't want any of that experience to be taken away from the, some of these athletes. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, still, I'm still pretty torn on it. What do you think we lose in the rivalries? I mean, Gundy's been very outspoken that as far as he's concerned, the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma rivalry is no more because we're not going to be playing each other. Do you think we lose something uh, in those regards uh, with the rivalry games? I think from a fan standpoint, absolutely. And that's kind of where I come from it uh, as well. I mean, like we're going to be losing uh, – when you look at the the teams that are leaving the Pac-12 going to the Big Ten, you're losing the Apple Cup with Washington, Washington State, and then uh, you're losing Oregon, Oregon State as well. Everyone says, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to try to maintain that. I mean, there's no guarantee that they do because outside of – I mean, you're, the Big Ten is now a powerhouse every single week, it seems like. And so are you really going to want to play a, a potential top 25-tier team, again, outside of conference play when you can go schedule someone like a, a Jacksonville State or something? Probably not. You're going to take wins where you can get them. So it sucks for fans. But, again, as it as everything is dictated by these days, it's all about – TV money and all about revenue because there's no such thing as enough revenue for these universities and for these conferences. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for all of these rivalries being maintained. We've seen it with Mizzou and, and KU. They've rekindled it here about 15 years later. But uh, is it going to be something that lasts every year going forward? Probably not. Um, but, yeah, ho- hopefully we get that figured out because um, rivalries are what makes sports great. And it's just a data means a little bit more. Um, and it, it would it would suck for all these fans to have to lose that. Brandon Zinner, our guest from 12 Sports. Before uh, we let you go, just wanted to ask you about KU and K-State just generally. Uh, we know KU's picked ninth. K-State's uh, picked second. I think uh, KU probably has a little bit higher aspirations 
uh, and K-State probably does too, just winning uh, the Big 12 is a possibility. So who do you think think kind of is more likely to uh, fulfill and reach those internal uh, expectations that they have? Oh, that's a good question because I think both teams have a, a lot of upside when you look at K-State. I mean, they have Will Howard, a whole basically a whole year under his belt, plus a whole offseason. Now, this is his team now. For And then they got a, a really great running back in, in Trayshawn Ward, who I think has all-American potential at running back. And I, I, I think K-State has all the opportunity in the world to go out and win the Big, uh, win the big 12 and uh, maybe be in that college football playoff. Uh, picture at, at the end of the year definitely be uh, in New Year's Six eligibility. I think by the end of the year. I mean, with college sports, is New Year's Six even a thing anymore? I, don't, I, don't I have no idea. But but KU, I think KU has a real chance when you look at uh, if they can finish in the, the top half of the league and get into a a really good bowl. Uh, I, I like this KU team. I think they bring back almost everybody. They lost a couple pieces, um, but they have. Kenny Logan back in the secondary. They have a Devin Phillips on the defensive line, and then Jalen Daniels. He's, for all we know, healthy. And look what he did when he was healthy at the beginning of last year before the shoulder injury. He was a legit top five, top six Heisman candidate, and he gets basically the entire offensive line back. It has to replace a couple of guys on the offensive line, but um, so I think when you just look at who can exceed expectations, I think exceeding for K State would probably be getting to a college football playoff. And for KU, I think it would probably be a top seven conference finish, and I think they have that kind of potential. So uh, give me uh, give me KU overs this year. What do we got uh, coming up on, on 12 sports tonight? Uh, well, tonight, I don't know. It's uh, it's an off day for me. I just got okay. off the golf course. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be going to see, uh, to see Barbie. So, nice. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. And I, uh, as much as I love TJ and as great as he does on TV, uh, I don't have intention on watching tonight, so I apologize. <laughs> but you are going to watch Barbie, so. <laughs> yes, I am. I will report back. I can't <laughs> wait. Thanks, Brandon. See you soon, I hope. See you, Jeff. All Enjoy right. your week. Later. There's my guy, Brandon Zinner. There you go. All the celebs. Jeff's, yep. get, Jeff's getting up there on the big wheel train. Brandon, I don't know what sports he played in high school, but he's got that kind of stocky build. Yeah. Where you know if he had re- if he wrestled, he I wouldn't like, be yeah, surprised. I've watched him on the show as well. He looks like he would have been a really good wrestler. That's why I would love to see kind him of that low you. center of gravity, gravity kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and the stocky upper body strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Guardians lineup just came out. There I'm excited go. about You've that. You've been looking for that. I have. <laughs> uh, I've, I've not been as interested in the Guardians as much as I am this year at all for the entire year or right now. Uh, that I as m- I'm more interested now than I have been all year. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the time of year that for baseball it gets exciting, but it's not exciting. That's what's the no. thing. They <laughs> scored one run yesterday. They scored, uh, I think, one the day before. They absolutely cannot hit. That's because but you're I'm fo- so intrigued. That's because you're following the Guardians. What do you mean? They were <laughs> they won 90 plus games last year yeah. and made it to the but ALDS. This year, isn't that the beautiful thing about baseball, though? You really can never tell from year to year. You th- you think one thing and then it's always just not at all what you thought. I mean, I'm excited about a lineup that has Cole Calhoun and Ramon Laureano, two guys that weren't even in the organization a week ago, uh, and now they're batting fifth and sixth wow. <laughs> for a team that uh, is not that far out of a playoff spot. But so, but so they are in a playoff spot. I mean, they're it, four it, and a half games yeah. out in that's the still, division. Still clo- that's still really close. It's There's relatively a lot of, close. Yeah. They're not going to stay. They have too many young players. They've got. It's just their injuries. It's not going to happen. 
it's not so much this year, but for my Braves. If you remember the last couple of years for the Braves, it wasn't until the second half that they finally got to the place where they won the division. Took off a couple of years ago yeah. on the way to winning the World Series. Yeah. That was a huge second half. Because yeah, no one, including those on this radio program, thought the Braves had a chance in that series. I remember it very well. <laughs> so, uh, But they, they did. And But that's – I love baseball for a lot of reasons. I love the history of the game, but for that very reason – there's, there's still a race going on, and the Guardians are still in it. I mean, it doesn't take but a few losses and a few wins, and there you go. Well, they've had two rookie pitchers the last two nights. Just uh, They were dynamite. Uh, no One run allowed for Gavin no. Williams, 12 strikeouts. No runs allowed for Tanner Bybee yesterday. But this is pop culture time. What have you been viewing as far as television, movies, I just finished Joe Pickett. I've been talking about that on Paramount Plus, and I don't know if Bob started watching. I started watching The Bear, so I think he kind of owes it to kind of look at Joe Pickett because I think he'd enjoy it. But Joe Pickett's one of the best series in a long time. It's a uh, it's on again Paramount Plus. Very good. I like the fact that the leading actor in that series does not look like a leading man. He's not built like a star-studded bodybuilder or athlete, and uh, that the role that he portrays as a as a uh, uh, wild uh, wildlife game warden uh, with the storylines is quite impressive. So I, I, I highly recommend that on television. You can stream everything there now. I did go see Barbie when I was on vacation. You and you and Brandon Zinner. Yeah. So I'm interested tell us here. about Barbie. I, it was not as – I went because my daughter wanted to go. I would never have gone – in fact, I had Why not? Said, I didn't care about seeing Barbie. I never played with Barbie dolls. My daughter played with Barbie dolls because I bought them for her. But, uh, and I still, I still buy my daughter, who's 42, a Barbie doll every year. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I, I'd heard so much about it. I usually it. get socks. My so. daughter wanted to see it, so I went, and we all went to watch Barbie, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, there's a lot of controversy. That's there, I, There's all these groups that always got to complain about something, and they get on my nerves. If you don't like something, just don't watch it, but don't start complaining about something when you don't know. I've had, I don't know how many people say, well, don't do this, don't do that. My response is no. Uh, it's, it's kind of a fun story. So I just don't, uh, as a larger point, I don't really understand people who fight for things to be the way they've always been. It doesn't make any sense to me. We fight for change. Yeah. That's what the world and the United States of America is all about, in my very humble opinion. You know what my opinion is on that, Jeff? Things are never as they've always been. Things are change, well, change is a constant. And, and, the, and the reality that some people think exists does not. Yeah, and the way things used to be is not how they were. And it's just, it's, It's yeah. like the good, the quote unquote good old days. But when you look back at the quote unquote good old days, they were not necessarily so good. Yeah, they were just as rocky as any other time in history, if not more so. So I'm with you on that. But you did see, but you did see Barbie. I did see Barbie. I went to go see Oppenheimer. I was actually in a theater, started watching it. I started feeling real bad, so left after about the first 30 minutes, which is rare and unusual for me. But really? Now, Sheila and I are going to go see that tonight. We have uh, tickets for 7 o'clock showing it. Well, you can show it at about 7.45 then. And yeah. After the previews in well, the first 30 minutes, to, you'll be right there. I can take a nap up till that point. So. That's, that's fair. So, But uh, that's going on. I think for me in the last couple of days, I've been thinking a lot uh, uh, about the, uh, the death of the uh, director of, Exer of the movie uh, The Exorcist, William Friedkin. And uh, just uh, this man can, there's a new 
Exorcist movie coming out that looks really scary. And what this guy did, he did another movie called The Sorcerer. And a few years ago here in Wichita, Kansas, he was here for a question and answer session after that movie. And he said some things. But one of the great directors who frankly did not like Al Pacino. I just saw an interview with him this morning, and I cannot repeat on air what he said about Al Pacino. <laughs> love Tommy Lee Jones. I think with Tommy Lee Jones, I love him because he always comes prepared. You don't, he listens to direction and and, right. I, and the rest about that regarding Pacino, I cannot re- repeat. You can look up the interview on YouTube. And, <laughs> I might have to do that. But he was, he was here uh, uh, to do the question and answer a few years ago at the Horror Festival. But a great director that a lot of people does not realize the impact that he had. The Sorcerer is one of the great movies of all time, but it had one huge thing about it that caused it to not do so well. You know what it was? I do not. It was released on the same weekend as Star Wars. That's going to be a big problem. That was a big problem. So They probably didn't know it at the time, no. but figured it out pretty quickly. Well, it probably took about a week to figure Yeah, a day out. or two. Yeah. Um, so... I've watched a couple of things on Netflix, both sports-related, the Untold documentaries. Have you seen any of those yes, in the I past? Have. Yes, Have you watched any of them this season, the last couple of weeks? Not in the last couple of weeks. First I one did, was about Jake Paul. I, I, recre- I did watch that one yesterday. That was good. It was, it was rather surprising. I was watching a video with Dana White just ripping him a new one today. Yeah, Dana White's an idiot. Yeah. I, I would like to see Jake Paul and Dana White fight each other. Well, Jake Paul would kill him, I would have to imagine. Uh, I I really liked that one. Uh, Jake Paul won his fight over uh, Nick Diaz, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's not a. Everybody talks about Jake Paul, and this is sports related, but this entertainment because it's on Netflix right now. They and they've been talking trash on him since day one. He was the most hated man in America. They yes, he say. was. And but when it comes to fight, I'm like everyone else. There's no way uh, that he's going to win this fight or he's going to win that fight. He's only lost once. Yeah. And that was a to, split to decision a, to, to a, a real boxer. To a UFC. Or Tommy not, Fury. Yes. Yeah. A real. So, yeah, I highly recommend that show. It will give you a different perspective. It, it's not going to necessarily make you like Jake Paul or his brother, but it is going to give you a level of appreciation for him that I think, frankly, he's earned. I kind of like. I kind of liked him. <laughs> I like uh, Logan Paul, too. And by the way, if you have not – Seen his work in WWE, he is unbelievably good. Yeah. Like, he is so good at professional wrestling and sports entertainment. It's, it's, not, it's crazy how good uh, he is. He just had a match on Saturday at SummerSlam, one of their big shows, and stole the show again uh, in the first match. So he's impressive. His brother is impressive. The fact that they've just learned how to do this, right? That's a- but what they're good at, and Mike Tyson in the documentary really alludes to this, they have, and there's a lot of boxers that have said this, can you imagine that he's being credited as saving boxing? It's amazing. It is. I mean, the numbers were so, I think they said they were 40 points down from where they're at now because of Paul. And, uh, and Tyson, where he is amazing is his marketing. He is marketing his boxing in the same way that Muhammad Ali and others have done. And again, they point on that in the documentary. I, I remember Ali and watching... People wanted to see Ali fight, would pay to see Ali fight just so they could watch him get beat. Exactly. They're doing the same thing for Jake Paul and making him richer every day by doing it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely working, and he's put the time in to uh, be relatively good at his craft only three years in, uh, just like his brother yeah. in, in wrestling. It's been a year and a half, 
and he's been amazing since the beginning. And then they had the one on Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Uh, you haven't watched I've that one saying, yet? I've not seen that. And I like, I like Manziel, so that's an interesting story. He, man, I was really hoping for this, like, I've really turned my life around, and uh, I understand the air of my, any, in, it's a sympathetic story, uh, but it doesn't seem as though he's quite figured uh, out life yet. Uh, and he's 29. It's not like he's 40 and still searching. He's got time, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a redemption story, and we just didn't, didn't get that. It's almost as if he has not understood the consequences of his past behaviors and actions. It, it doesn't so, seem to, no. No, which is a shame because there was such high promise. He made his money, uh, so... You know, that's good. Kudos kudos to him for that. But he had the potential to be so much more. I think. I think he was, as a college quarterback, he was pretty doggone good. Oh, he won the Heisman as yeah. a freshman. Yeah, pretty good. One of the best to, to ever do it, uh, just by winning that award. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back, and we'll have Top 10 Wednesday. Jason Duda has arrived. He stepped in to the studio, and then he stepped out. Uh, acting like uh, he has something big to reveal. So we'll see what he's up to. I think I know, uh, but we'll find out for sure after the break. And in hour number two, stay with us. We got Top 10 Wednesday coming up. It's Bob and Jeff on KFH. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.